You're listening to the Indie Echo Podcast, a showcase of independent music and the artists that make it. I'm Jordan, producer at High Five Music. Hannah Jennifer is an English singer-songwriter. She's recently released her first collection of original songs in the EP, People I Like, Like You. Jennifer, thanks for being here. Thank you for having me. I'm from England, uh, Brighton. I've always lived here and my dad's been introducing me my whole life to, you know, the classics like the Beatles and the Rolling Stones, etc. But um, I've been, I sort of found my own music taste. Um, I love Lana Del Rey, Maisie Peters, you know, like the female singer-songwriters. I take so much inspiration from them. Yeah, I've been writing since I was quite young, but um, <laughs> I hope they don't see the live day. <laughs> they were not the best, but um, I properly started taking it seriously uh, like in lockdown because I had so much time. <laughs> when you started finally putting your EP together, what made you say, you know, these are the songs, this is what I'm going to put together? Mm. Were they all written beforehand? Yeah, they were. I mean, Call Me When You're Ready to Leave was written like a week before, so it was very... Um, sudden we weren't really planning to record it but I don't know because we had a kind of idea for the vibe of the EP and we felt those songs really fitted in with that because they all have like a different aspect of what I was going through at that time yeah I think it just went well with uh, the whole idea we had for the project what are some of the sonic like the sound wise inspirations for the album because there's a lot of 80s influences and things like that. So so who were you listening to that you're like, I want to go in this direction? Well, there's one, the title track called uh, People I Like Like You. A lot was inspired from Lana Del Rey with like the violins, but the electric guitar with it. Yeah, and then we had Call Me When You're Ready to Leave, which was um, inspired by, do you know Working by Tate McRae? And I think it was Khaled. I know Tate, but I don't know that song specifically. Well, I sent it to my producer, uh, Dan Wheel, who was amazing. Yeah, we just took a lot of inspiration from that song. So with like the drums and like the 80s feel, Working also had that. So we um, tried to incorporate some of the instruments that we used in that and the sort of like phone ringing at the beginning. And my friend told me that um, when she listened to it before it was released, she was like, she got a lot of those sort of Eden vibes from it with like the phone call and then the talking at the end of people they like like you. Songwriting wise, where do you get a lot of your inspiration from? Just life events, you read stories or? Well, my family usually give me a song title because I'm terrible at coming up with song title names. Um, so every uh, song on my EP was actually named by one of my family members. And then I'll go away and like write that song. But like inspiration wise, uh, I usually look at things my family and friends have gone through. I kind of put myself in their shoes and see how they would have felt in that situation because I'm only 15 so I haven't experienced a lot of you know love and loss which is kind of about what a lot of my songs are about. It's coming don't worry. (laughs) Unfortunately. (laughs) So when you write some of these songs and some of them I imagine are on the the more personal side, do you get nervous when playing them for other people? Mm, you know, it's kind of like a my secrets almost and like my feelings that I haven't really told anyone. 
I've always struggled with um, expressing myself through words, so that's kind of why I think I resorted to songwriting because I can like have like the lyrics and I know what I'm singing. You know, I always get nervous talking <laughs> with people, um, and I just felt like that was a better way to express myself. You know, like the little amount of love I've experienced in my life, <laughs> like unrequited love. You know, it's all kind of about that, I guess. Especially call me when you're ready to leave. It's like um, the meaning behind it is almost like call me when you're ready to leave the relationship you're in. Like call me if you, <laughs> I'll be waiting. <laughs> That's kind of how I finished it off. Yeah, uh, call me when you're ready to leave seems to be the fan favorite, and you said that was surprising. Why did you think that was surprising? I don't know if it was for anyone else, but for me, because I, as people may know. Only seem to write sad songs, and a few months ago, I thought it would be impossible to write a happy song or like an upbeat song. <laughs> so, I basically found out the person I really liked was in a relationship. <laughs> so then I wrote "Call Me When You're Ready to Leave," and um, it just happened to be upbeat. And I was like, "Hang on, <laughs> this is kind of weird." So um, people have seemed to really like it. Your first single was "Human Condition," yes. Mm-hmm. I do it too, but basically every musician ever writes music about love, which is understandable. I kind of wanted to release a song that wasn't to do with love. It was more about accepting sadness and understanding it's okay to feel all these emotions because it's the human condition. As my debut song, I wanted to try something different. Try to pick it up. So you start the EP with If I Were You, it's like a really nice atmospheric 80s vibe going on. Was that built with uh, the idea of it being the introduction track? We didn't actually know the order yet, but um, we got all of them back from mastering and then we uh, listened to them all through and see which ones we thought would fit um, in the right order. And I think we wanted to start with violins, so we put people I like first. And we tried, it just didn't really feel right. So we tried with If I Were You and we just thought it was like a, a nice way to open it. Cause it's just like quite like a, a big song. So it builds all the way through. And we thought that was um, quite a nice way to start it. And then with Oxygen Next, um, it kind of like calms down a little bit. It's just a nice like acoustic one. So what if you out of touch and I'm waiting till the Oxygen's a more like a traditional folk sound. Yeah. It, it probably sounds exactly as you were busking, right? Mm, yeah. But right now, 
I like it's similar to If I Were You in that it has the, the 80s vibe, but this I think has an even bigger like build towards it, where it's like the drums come in later yeah. and things like that. So I, I like songs that that build and it's kind of more of a journey mm. that goes throughout. Yeah, yeah, so definitely what we were thinking when we were recording it. It's like some songs they're very predictable and it's like okay, verse, chorus, verse, chorus, but when songs evolve like that. Once you get to the end of the journey, you're like, I gotta listen to that again. Roll back, roll back. Let's do it again. <laughs> about careers and I don't know I'm definitely planning to go to college because I think it's um, illegal not to <laughs> and I really like languages so I think I'm gonna study languages and English but in an ideal world um, I won't have to go to university because I'll be in a world tour but if not for some reason <laughs> um, I think languages would be really cool to study at uni oh sorry I'd love to come to class but I, I gotta go to LA. Sorry. Oh, sorry, I was <laughs> going to Paris tomorrow to do my tour. <laughs> no big deal. There's people chanting my name, but don't worry about it. I'll turn in my homework. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. I was. I couldn't do my homework. I was just in, you know, Germany. Sorry. <laughs> Talk a little bit about busking. When did you start? I started just before COVID uh, started. So it was in January of 2020. Um, I started when I was just playing my ukulele. I hadn't written any songs <laughs> or any songs that I would actually play out. <laughs> so I did uh, uh, some of the Beatles, you know, the 1975, mm -hmm. um, and then some, you know, Lana Del Rey. And then I couldn't uh, because of COVID. So that's when I started Instagram and doing that online. But then I recently started again. Um, but I've upgraded to a guitar now. <laughs> so, and then I usually just play songs I've written, which is really good, um, my confidence. Because um, before, a few years ago, I would have never shown anyone my music. But um, yeah, it's definitely helped with performing and my confidence. When I first asked, I was like shaking. I was so nervous. <laughs> and I remember before I actually started busking, I performed, you know, the Brighton Dome near the pavilion. I performed there. And I don't know, when I like first started out, I'd like shake the whole time. <laughs> so my voice would be shaky. And then, but now like I've done busking so much and um, I feel like online performances. Um, I think I've gotten a lot better like, not being as shaky and nervous. I've done a bunch of DJing and things like that. Sometimes in front of like a couple hundred, maybe thousand people. And it's always that first minute that's the worst. Yeah. After that, you're just kind of smooth sailing from there. Mm -hmm. I think it was my second time basking. I was obviously still very nervous. But then a hen party walked past. Obviously, they were very drunk. <laughs> <laughs> and they just started singing along. And it just made me feel so um, 
you know, relaxed and like, ah, this is actually okay. People were just having fun. And I just started to have more fun with it. With such a positive reaction to Call Me, are you taking any cues from that in terms of, well, people kind of like this vibe. Maybe I'll continue with that in the future. Yeah. My family have given me some upbeat sort of ideas and concepts that are less depressing. (laughs) And I definitely want to write some more upbeat songs because I don't know, I just have so much fun singing Call Me because it's not like, doesn't um, make you sad after. So um, yeah, I definitely want to write more upbeat songs, you know, performing live, like more happier poppy songs would be fun. And what you can end up doing is do like a a one for me, one for you kind of thing, where it's like, okay, here's your fun sing-along song, but now I'm going to talk about what I've been through. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And especially as you perform more live your own songs, and maybe if you, you know, outside of busking, do like a, a stage show of some kind you'll find that the more upbeat ones are more fun because your friends will be singing along. Yeah, and like like the audience like clapping along. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Another guy who was on the show, he was on his like his full album. Mm. And because of some of the things he had performed before, he purposefully wrote a song like, this is going to be my concert opener. Mm. You start writing with the audience in mind. So that's, a, that's something that's, that could change, yeah. I made a pact to always open my concerts with Human Condition. I don't know. I just decided, like, every single time, I'm going to start with Human Condition. That's probably going to change, but oh well. <laughs> Do you have a band you perform with, or just you right now? I actually just uh, joined a band. Um, we do covers, mainly. Their singer dropped out, so they asked me if they wanted to do it. It's more like um, just like a school band. We just rehearse at school. But tomorrow I'm shooting a music video and my brother's band is actually helping me out. So um, I think if I was to like perform at like a gig, I'd probably just be, be me and my guitar. But having a band would be really cool. You kind of seem comfortable in this 80s folk singer-songwriter genre you're in, but are there other genres or subgenres you would want to explore? Definitely like pop. I just seems so fun, <laughs> you know, performing live. I really love uh, Mimi Webb. She's quite a new singer. She's um, from England too. Uh, and she writes very um, poppy songs and ones you can just belt out. And I'd love to be able to write music like that. Mm. You know, like really catchy ones. And maybe something more, not rock. I don't think rock could be, I don't know, maybe, maybe rock, like softer rock. <laughs> Because my brother is very into that, um, so we could write maybe a few songs like that together. Are there any other people you've seen live that you take inspiration from? I went to, you know, Reading Festival, Reading and Leeds? Yes, I've heard of it, yeah. I went to Reading in the summer and I saw Tudor Cinema Club and they were amazing. Like, I just, I've loved this song called Sun by them uh, since I was like 11 or 12. I got to see it live as the sun was setting. I was just like, I was so inspired. And then I went home and wrote like half an album. <laughs> All that's left is what's next. So are you working on more more songs? I mean, I've written an album. Oh, okay. It's like ready to record, but I just, I need to do like a fundraiser or something to um, the money to record it. The songs are more about the way I've grown from the experiences I talked about in the EP. So it's about like um, the aftermath of it all. Because um, all those songs um, from people like like you have been 
about what I felt in the moment. And I think the album is going to be more about like how I feel now, like after it's happened and how I've learned from it and how I've grown from it. So I think it's going to have a bit of a maybe more positive vibe to it, <laughs> not as depressing. Links to Hannah's music and everything else can be found in the show notes. Indie Echo is a product of High Five Music, a digital production studio that brings your bedroom demos to life. If you want your music produced, mixed, or remixed, visit the link on my Instagram, at High Five Music, and you can follow the show at Indie Echo Podcast. Thank you for listening. Who is the